Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hey, Claude, how you doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing good. Welcome to week two of our quarantine episodes. Thanks for bearing with us. I had a, not that anyone asked, a decent weekend. It was actually really hard to be quarantined this weekend now that there's like life going on. There's life going on outside. Everyone was talking about how you were having a hard time quarantining this weekend. It was in all the biggest papers. Yes, no, I mean... That's just the life of a star. But it was like, I honestly, during this week, I was like, whatever, quarantine, who cares? Don't have to go to work, live for it. But then on the weekend, I was just getting invited to like fabulous dinners, outdoor dining, indoor dining, and I couldn't go. And that was really hard. So I'm looking forward. Yes. um, Soon you shall be there. It'll be a few days before. Yeah, very exciting. Um, Before we get into all the things and about this weekend and all the content that we watched, I need to ask you an important question. How's Theo? He's good. He's in high <laughs> spirits. He got a bath this weekend, so it was kind of like a, a rejuvenation weekend for both of us. It's been a while since he got a bath. Oh, um, that's so beautiful. And now it's torrential downpour raining in New York, so he's literally soaking wet with the dirty rainwater. So it was like the bath I gave him was pointless, but that's the that's life of a dog beautiful. mom. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear he's doing well. I'm sure he's enjoying this hiatus from having to go into the studio and put on every day. So I think this is the perfect break for him. And that makes it the perfect break, period. Period. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about, obviously, Fast Five. Let's talk about Potomac. But how was your weekend, Jax? Anything exciting, eventful? My weekend was really good. I recovered from my common cold, Mm. which was so beautiful. Like, such an exciting moment. I mean, you still wake up the worst But so it's not like I woke up and I felt better. It's like I woke up and then like a few hours later, I realized I was starting to feel better. But I just have been in Inverness, Australia, watching the most incredible show. I'm on the last season and I'm just trying to savor it. But the problem is on the one hand, I'm trying to savor it. So I don't want to finish all the episodes. On the other hand, I can't do anything, read anything or watch anything else until I finish this show because like my mind is in Inverness. So I really wanted to read like the Nightingale, the new Ellen Hildebrand book, but I, I can't start it because I need to know how Sarah and the crew end up. So I think I need to spend today and tomorrow finishing it so I can get on with my life. But I do think that this is going to be one of the worst TV hangovers I've ever had. So I'm in a similar boat. I have made it to season seven of Mad Men and I'm just devastated. Like Ben was like, Ben hasn't really been watching with me, but at night when he crawls into bed, he's like, oh, let's watch. It's like a good show. He like comes in and out of. And last night he was like, do you want to watch an episode? I'm like, no, I'm not going to waste it with you. Like I have a whole week left of quarantine. I only have one (laughs) season left. They're not that long. And to be honest, like the show 
definitely has ups and downs. And I think towards the end, like, I can see why they ended it. Because it's just, like, the same shit, like, happening over and over. Like, Jaguar, new client, old client. Like, it's a little redundant. But there was a period where, spoiler alert, like, where Lane Price was going through all that stuff. And then he hung himself in his office. Like, that was such a crazy, like, I just did not see that coming. Also, what I've really started to like about the show is really getting a feel for, like, what life was like during that time and, like, all these cultural moments, like, when JFK was assassinated, which is what I watched Mm -hmm. um, maybe, like, a week ago. But last night I watched the episode of, like, when Martin Luther King died and, like, what life was like. People were, like, they were at an award show. They were, like, do we go on with the award show? Like, how do we get out of here? And to be – it was just, like, really weird to feel like you could be there. Um, They painted the the picture very, very well. Yeah, they do a good job of that. What's also crazy is the two shows that we're watching are pretty much, at least they started set in the same era. So, like, we're watching the same time, but on two different sides of the globe. That's true, Inverness and Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at one point, some of my characters go to Hawaii, I, and I feel like... So does Don and Megan. I wonder if they ran into each other. Interesting. I just honestly yeah. assume that your show, A Place to Call Home, is, like, literally, like... The 1200s, like everyone lives in a house on the prairie. I don't know. That's what I picture when I think of your, yeah. your show. No, I know that you would. And anything that I could say to illustrate what I'm watching, like, wouldn't you still wouldn't understand, like, you still wouldn't do it justice. All I'll say is, like, it's maybe the mes- most special show on TV. And all this time I've been saying, wow. you guys, like, I, I, I haven't been, like, highly recommending it because it is extremely niche. But I'm going to go ahead today. And recommend it to every single one of you. Including you, Claudia. What? Okay. Et to Claudia. I don't know how to get Acorn, but... You just go to your app store, download it. It's like $5 a month. And and so now that I've been watching this series, there are so many others. It's like a... Yeah. It's a whole new streaming service full of shows, hopefully similar to the one I'm watching. But you guys, I'm going... If you need to get sucked into a wormhole, Mm -hmm. a place to call home on Acorn TV... I don't think you'll regret it. I, I really don't think you do. And, and I'm a different person than I was last time you saw me in studio. And I think when we get back into the studio, you're going to see that change in me. Wow. That's how much this show has impacted my life. Okay. Well, maybe I'll think about it. I'm definitely going to need something to do after Mad Men. I actually took a break this weekend and read um, the beginning of Mariah Carey's book. And to be honest, I, I couldn't read that much. It's very dense. Like, I was yes. shook at kind of the style of writing and like the girl I forget her name but it's Mariah Carey with Michaela something um Michaela Shapiro yeah of course I'm just like she really went for like the literary like she wants a Peabody like it's really like written in like Shakespearean like it's very (laughs) serious it's just not how I would expect a memoir to be written and then also you don't really if you think about it, like, do you know that much about Mariah Carey? No. And mm-hmm. it really just starts off with her childhood, which is the majority of the book because it was so um, bad and it like mm-hmm. Im- impacted her in so many ways. And it's really tough to read. Like, it's very um, sad because she grew up like biracial as the only biracial or black person in her neighborhood. And it was just like all the all these anecdotes she had, like with her friend Becky and then her teachers laughing at her when she was coloring. Like, it's really dark and really hard to get through but I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually get through the whole thing but it's not like a Sunday beach read like it's not what I thought oh wow I wouldn't have expected that either but that makes me even more excited to read it but that's another thing that's on my 
cue. I don't even know what's next up after a place to call home, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I have to finish a show. Like I have work to do, things to read, places to go. And I can't do those things because I'm stuck in Inverness, Australia, 1959. Yeah. It's also annoying, like being in the middle of a show that you're so obsessed with, because I am like dying to now go follow all the people on Mad Men on Instagram, like see how, what, if they ever post about Mad Men. Also, I would love to see like Google some behind the scenes, like facts. Like I do know that Alexis Bledel and Pete Campbell met on the set of Mad Men and they are married now. So like that, I knew that for my DMs, but like, I'm just like dying to dive in, but I don't want to spoil the ending. I just like, I need to know more. I think even if you dive in, it's not like, I think you wouldn't spoil the ending. I think if you follow January Jones on Instagram, she posts about Mad Men like at a glance, Mm -hmm. not you know, this last episode was so crazy, the time that Don did I've actually <laughs> followed her for, like, two years. Ever since Nick Vile yes. brought her onto the scene? Yes! Since he discovered her? Yes! Oh, my God. That's literally why I followed her. Yeah, no, I follow her now because of Mad Men. So, and she does post many a tribute. Yeah, and she just posts premium content. I feel like she's, like, a girl just, like, living her life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for me just back to a place called home. Yeah. I would like to finish it so I could get on the chat boards and like see how oh, the fans feel. For and sure. And also like I really, this, I can like, as I'm watching the show, I can feel that there's a cult following and the people who have messaged me on Instagram, like it's just different than, than the normal TV message. You know? I, I, there's a, there's a sense of community. And the fact that there was a season two finale that was usurped with like a regular ending so that there could be a season three after it was canceled and brought back. It has that sort of fanfare like Nashville did. Yes. So I'm really excited to engage with these fans, but I can't until I know how it ends. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to us both having this journey come to a close. I'm glad we could go on this journey together. I haven't been on a journey this powerful since Desperate Housewives. And Mm -hmm. I've, to be honest, I have been in an actual TV slump since Desperate Housewives, which I believe I watched in October of last year. So like, it's just, it's been tough. Yeah, but when they come, like, you have to count your blessings, you know, you have to appreciate every moment. You do have to savor it, but unfortunately, you have to get on with your life, and those two things are constantly conflicting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, did you watch Yellowstone? No, I started it, and I just couldn't get into it. I understand. It's not for the faint of heart, and it's not for someone who doesn't have any patience, so. Yeah, it's not for someone who doesn't have any patience, and it's not for someone who really doesn't think that Kevin Costner is, like, that great of an actor. Oh, That's a hot take. You know, I'm saying it. He's not that great. I, I used to think that, but then I saw draft day and everything changed. He was just, in the Yellowstone. He's just like, maybe I didn't, I didn't make it far enough for him to like get comfortable in his John Wayne-esque role, but he was just being so corny, like with all of his like fire, like it was just like so corny. Corny Collins. Okay, here's the thing. Corny Collins. I want to, you are entitled to your imp- opinion and I don't really feel like challenging you, but that's like blasphemous because John Dutton, Kevin Costner in the role of John Dutton, like he is John Dutton. Like it oozes out of him and it, it, it's, it's as if he's not even acting is how I feel. Oh, okay. I was like, the acting is everywhere. I just can't stop seeing all the acting. You know, that's like a new problem that you're having. Emily in Paris too. It's, it's, I just have a high bar for acting and I feel like the quality of like actors and actresses that we're getting in 2020 it's just like people don't even care anymore it's like i know you're faking i know you are kevin costner i know you are not john i think that's a result of watching so much reality tv i 100%. honestly do percent 
because I was even watching Potomac last night. And sometimes when I watch like a drama show and the character is going through like something similar to maybe I am, I don't really take the result at face value because it was like a scripted result. Yeah. But then in watching Potomac and like watching human beings evolve like in on in a real way, I had to like break from my typical behavior and be like, oh, no, that's like a real behavior, not just someone wrote it, you know? Yes, I do know. So just something to think about as we all continue to watch so much effing TV. Yes, you know what, Jackie? I will continue to think about that as I watch so much effing TV. (laughs) No, we watch so much TV. Like It's disgusting. The Social Dilemma needs to make a sequel called called The TV (laughs) Dilemma, like... I don't have a screen time problem. I have a TV problem. My TV is never not on. And my TV is so big. And like. Mine's not big enough. The way it's. Oh, that's true. You have the opposite problem. Like, and mine is so close to my bed. It's like literally on my bed. Wow. And it's huge. I wish I had that problem. My bedroom, not to like, you know, humble brag. My bedroom is so big that like the TV and the bed are on opposite (laughs) sides. They're on opposite sides of the wall. And it's so far. That's why I had to get glasses. And the apartment I rent and the apartment that I moved into has this like built in unit on the wall. So your TV can only be as big as the window they made for the TV. So it's like, um, I'm super far away and the TV's super small. I, I actually looked into getting a bed frame we had this when we were in Vegas. Remember you and I were in Vegas yes, like in the no. middle in the middle of the year and they were like do you want to upgrade for another $100 to like this suite and we were like yeah and literally every time I see a celebrity in Vegas Kylie was just there when she was with Stoss, oh, she we, was in our oh, room. We're going to ta- talk about that trip um Cardi B's birthday but back to your point yes there needs to be more accessible products where the TV comes up out of the floor or out of the media console because so, like there's so many issues that not right now I figured it out but like if I could get a bench at the end of my bed that had a tv that rose up it'd be game over so I actually looked into these line of products and there are very very few um bed frames that at the foot of the bed it's actually storage for a tv and like a remote and first of all it was so ugly like it was there were so many so few like style options for this particular technology so it was heinous oh and it was also $8000 cuz it's like remote controlled to get the tv up out of the thing but i agree we need more like bed tv products together because i would surely buy or media console sort of things like a bench it doesn't have to be part of the bed like it could be a step you so you could get your pretty bed and then get like a little bench I like that bar where it pops up. That's something to think about. Um, hopefully they'll be at Wayfair soon because I do think this is a big problem, but until then you should just get buy a really big TV, like move a console into your bedroom at the foot of your bed and just put it up there and, and enjoy your life. See, I agree, but sometimes I do things to my room that like defy order And just because I think it would be like comfortable and I always end up hating it. Like I literally got a love sack during quarantine, even though I did not have one inch for it. And I just plopped it in the middle of my bedroom and it was so disruptive. And I actually got rid of it last weekend. Um, I donated my love sack because it was like brand new and my life is so much lighter without it. I can't explain. Yeah, I need to do the same because I've transitioned out of my love sack, even though I love it so much. I don't want to see it go but it takes up so much space um and how did Theo feel about that decision because I know that the love sack had become like a second home to him he hadn't said a word and to be honest he literally has not set paw on the love sack in months 
Okay, but can I just pose a theory to you? No. No? No. You're not curious what I might have cooked up? What? Okay, so like this week when we were FaceTiming and stuff, like Theo was never really in the bedroom, right? Um, I would say maybe 50% of the time he was. Do you think that it's because the sack is gone? No, it's him and I have been through like a, a little journey this week um, because I, I've had the common cold and I've been trying to quarantine as much as possible. Much of the dog duties, duties, both literally <laughs> and figuratively have fallen on Ben and... Theo just is the type of, he's very like easy to get to love. Like if you, if you feed him and take him out, like you are his number one girl. Like it's very simple. So over the last like week and a half, and then I was in Newport, like I've just kind of been like lacking and he likes to let me know when he's angry with me. Like he won't hang out with me in the bedroom during the day. Like he'll go sit on the couch with Ben. Like he, he's the, he's the type of guy he's like, love the one you're with, you know? And if you're not with him, like feeding him, taking care of him, he's just not with you. I understand that. It's his survival yes. in him, yeah. you know, his survival instincts. I feel like we've been rambling on for like 30 minutes. Just I like don't... circling the dream. I know, but like we're catching up. Like I have questions. I have things to share with you. And I know we need to get into the things we need to get into. And so I guess without further ado, we will. But I just want to say like I enjoyed catching up with you. I did that too. That was nice. I feel like we usually FaceTime like 47 times a weekend and we didn't FaceTime that much this weekend. No, we didn't. But usually we FaceTime 47 times a weekend. It's interesting. And yeah. we didn't this weekend. So we had much catching up to do. And I hope you guys enjoyed us catching up. And if not, and you skipped forward, here are the fast high stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <sighs> now, really quickly, I have uh, like a whole shebang planned. But I wanted to, I forgot to put this in our little recap. I wanted to talk about um, the celebrity living in my building. Because while I don't have an update, a lot of people have been sending me guesses. And I, I haven't seen anyone guess properly. But they asked for a clue. So okay. I'm going to give her initials, okay? Her initials are RDH. <laughs> I know it's such a coincidence. It's oh my such God. a coincidence. But they are her initials, RDH. <laughs> and my doorman did tell me that she does suffer from RDH. So in case she's listening to the podcast, if you're trying to get rid of your RDH, here's a little something I try. You let me know. Also, shout out to someone who DM'd me this idea because it was a good idea. And oh keep my God, de- so good. I was like, you're going to give it away. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like someone um, keep DMing me because I'm really liking the ideas. <laughs> um, today's episode is brought to you by New X. Their mission is to provide their customers with the highest quality products at a reasonable price. With years of experience in sourcing, manufacturing, and development, their goal is to make CBD accessible to the masses. We never sacrifice quality, and all of their products are natural, pure, and tested. They have great CBD products, very reasonably priced. My favorite product are the gummies, and they're only $9.99, which is really, really reasonably priced. They taste really good. They're all, all their products are vegan. The gummies are made with natural ingredients, no artificial flavors or sweeteners. Um, they're lab tested, and they're under $10. It's really great if you're looking for like a fun way to get into CBD, like you've been wanting to try it. Um, they also come in shots and tinctures. The shots have 150 milligrams of caffeine and energy blend and 30 milligrams of CBD. They're mango flavored. They're of course vegan and non-GMO and they're also lab tested. It's perfect if you're looking for an alternative to energy drinks like coffee or if you're like drinking monsters in the morning. I don't know. That's definitely not good for you. Um, check it out. So if you've been looking to try CBD, now is the time. This is your sign. New X is spelled N-U-X. So visit newx.com to go purchase some of their great products. You can use the discount code TOAST for 20% off for a limited time. Once again, that's newx, N-U-X.com. 
code toast for 20% off for a limited time. Check it out. Okay, sign on. Get your CBD on. I'll work on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first story. Cardi B kisses Offset at her Vegas birthday bash one month after filing for divorce. This party looks so lit. So lit. I just finally put the pieces all together of what everyone was doing in Vegas. For a while, I thought that Kylie was in Vegas because Stas got married. I know. And then I was literally about to Google Stas's birthday trying to put this puzzle piece together. But then it all came together. But there are Cardi- there are rumors really quickly that Stas and Noah Centennial got married in Vegas last weekend. Yes, we'll talk about the rumors. Let's talk about the party. Cardi B and Offset's relationship appeared to be back on during the WAP rapper's 28th birthday celebration on Saturday night, just one month after she filed for divorce from him. Cardi marked her latest birthday with a party in Las Vegas, along with the Migos rapper, Megan Thee Stallion, Kylie Jenner, and more fellow celebs. Cardi chartered a Playboy jet while the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reality star, who gifted Cardi a new Birkin bag, shared videos and photos arriving in her own private plane. I mean... This is how it's done. Cardi B is 28? I know. I was about to say, I'm the same age as Cardi. Well, I, I turned 28 in just a few short weeks. Wow. But we are the same age, which I did know, but it's always like surprising when you find out the celebs who are your age, who you didn't like grow up on. Yes, yes. And I just assumed like, because Cardi B like came into my life later in life that she's like 33. Yeah. No, mm. she's a youngster. Well, I mean, that would make me a youngster, which I would love to be. So, yeah, yeah. she's so young. Yeah, so, so, so young. young. She's like a baby. <laughs> um, no, this party looked so fabulous. Like, everyone flying to Vegas in their private chats. Like, this is the, like, this is the type of situation that gives me FOMO, even though, like, it's not like I would ever be invited. Like, I just have FOMO for things that look so fun. Like, these, I know Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, and Kylie, like, they know how to party. That's like a group of young Hollywood gals who like know how to throw down like and they just do it on their private jets. And like it's that's the life I want to live. Like help. Help me. I want to live that life. No, I know. And Kylie looked so sickening. So let's talk about so first sickening. I saw the party from Kylie's POV on her plane. Kylie Air. It, like her, The plane had like pastel pink stripes on it Mm -hmm. it was just like so exciting to see and her and her friends are having such a good time i assumed it was for one of her friends birthdays or like kylie does do this like one night in vegas like just with her friends kylie's like not such a vegas girly it it really took me by stormy i'm not gonna lie yeah do you think when they go to vegas like i guess it's like okay in the real world let's say i'm going to a club and i'm you know I'm at a restaurant uptown and I got to go to the club downtown. It could take me like 30 to 45 minutes to get there. Do you think that's what the plane is like? It's just like a long cab ride downtown. And they do you think they get on the plane dressed? Was Kylie in her glam on the plane? No, Kylie was wearing sweats, but her hair was done. Got it. In the style that she wore that night. Brilliant, brilliant logistical move. You know, yeah. she saved so, she carved off so much time. No, it's just crazy and that like if I got invited, let's say even if I lived in Vegas, but I got something, I got invited to something. No, sorry. Let's say I lived in LA and I got invited okay. to one night in Vegas. It's like, I would obviously go in the morning, like make a day of it, leave. But like they literally go for, at nine o'clock. They got on the plane for an eight o'clock. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. And then a lot of times Kylie goes home that night too. Yes, but they got that sickening room at the Encore Tower Suite, which Jackie and I have stayed in. There's only two of them. And literally they were like, do you want to upgrade to a suite for $100? It was in the middle of April. And we were like, sure. Mm -hmm. Like we thought it was going to be like with an extra couch. We walk into this two bedroom apartment. It is so sickening. There's a massage room, a kitchen. And now that I've been there, I recognize it. Diplo always stays there when he were uh, DJs. The chain smokers always stay there. And I just see celebrities there all the time. And now Kylie was there. 
Yeah, no, it, it's really exciting. At first, when I saw Kylie's pictures, I didn't know she had left town. You me know, too. Like my, my sources hadn't told me. So I was like, oh, her house looks kind of like Las Vegas. And then it was all starting to come together. And so, yes, I assumed that Stas had a Vegas wedding yeah. with Noah Centennio, which is a rumor that I'm going to choose to believe. Yeah, no, I believe it. I feel like... Um I've just been, like, seeing it on, like, blogs and stuff, and I don't even know how they know each other, and to me, it, like, makes no sense, but it also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I would completely and utterly, totally give my heart, soul, and my ship to this couple. 100%. And so, I'm gonna go ahead and operate as if it's true, because that would just be exciting news, and, like, I don't know how it relates directly to Kylie. But it does. But I think I think it would be good. Like, maybe we get Kylie into All the Boys I Love 3, something yeah. like that. Who Ooh, knows? It's already recorded, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, happy birthday to Cardi B. Oh, and the big story is that her and Offset showed a little PDA, yeah. which I think a lot of people are taking to mean like they might be back together, but I think they'll always be family, love each other, in each other's They have lives. a child so together. It just is it's different when it's like that. So I didn't take it as a sign that they're back together. Me neither. And I don't think that, I personally don't think that they are. Me neither. I just think this but is sometimes like, you want to kiss the, the ones you love and the ones you have loved. Yeah, no, sometimes like this is just called healthy coexisting and like we should stop labeling it and just be happy for them. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're going to do here. Okay. Speaking of other happy couple news, Real Housewives of Atlanta's Cynthia Bailey marries Mike Hill in Georgia wedding ceremony. The couple exchanged vows in front of 250 guests, including a handful of her Real Housewives of Atlanta co-stars. They said, I do at the Governor's Town Club in Ackworth, Georgia. People can exclusively reveal the bride looked stunning. Beautiful, stunning, and smart. She said, Mike and I are elated that today has finally come. 10, 10, 20 is and always will be our perfect date. We are not perfect, but we are perfect for each other. We are living in a different time, and now more than ever, we realize that life is too short and to never take anything for granted. We are so grateful to have found each other. Love with the help of God conquers all. They are such a sweet couple. I'm not going to lie. Like, we met Mike Hill. Do you remember? We were... We recorded when we were in LA, like a segment for Access Hollywood, and he was on it. And I'm like, Jackie, that is the guy from Real Houses of Atlanta. He's like accomplished on his own, right, in sports. But I was just like, that's Cynthia's boyfriend. And he was so forthcoming. They were not engaged yet. He was like, oh my God, I love her so much. We're going to get married. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And I just, I really am so happy for her. I feel like she's the type of girl who really deserves like a happy, healthy relationship after being with Peter, like, which was so toxic. I just think like, this is it for her. And I think she's found like her OTP and you just love to see it. Like you just, you can't help but be overjoyed for someone finding their OTP. You really do. And do you remember our last trip that we took before COVID when we went to LA, we saw them together. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, and they were so wonderful and so, so nice she, and so fabulous. She's gorgeous and he's so handsome. And I don't know, I feel like she deserves someone like really upstanding and she found him, you know, and he's handsome and successful in his own right. And I just think like this is really good for her. Um, obviously, I need to talk about two things going on here. One, she got a lot of shit for having a 250 person wedding um, during COVID, but that was her decision and she's not stepping back on it the second thing is did you see and we didn't report on it because it came out i think after our show on friday last week there was a lot of drama that's been leaked from her bachelorette party did you hear about this no i didn't no so they had a bachelorette party oh yes 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 i'm blanking on where it was held but it doesn't matter they had a male stripper come and like obviously that's classic bachelorette party activities and the batch the uh, stripper the male stripper ended up staying in the house after the cameras were down and 
allegedly, very allegedly, had um, some sort of evening with two of the castmates who I'm told are Portia and Tanya. So I don't know where that leaves us. And they thought that it wouldn't make it to camera, but something happened. Someone filmed something. I don't know. We'll see it all unravel. But it sounds like it's going to be an amazing season of Atlanta. Yeah, I saw that. That does sound really exciting to watch. Yeah, so those are just the small bits of controversy on her big day. Um, And I'd be RDH if I didn't bring them up. But back to the celebration. Very, very happy for her. The pictures were beautiful. Not my favorite dress I've ever seen, but that's okay. Yeah, I I really like it. I think she looks beautiful and happy and... I like it. She does look happy. Are you ready for our next story, which is um, a, an update from something that we reported last week? Is it Max Edish? Oh, my God. No, I forgot. That. Oh, my God. I forgot that story. You know I mean, what? I, I can swap one out or we could just talk about him because that let's was Let's just talk about it really I, quickly because it's not a yeah. real story. It's just like this paparazzi video. No, no, no. Caught it's him. a story about our favorite psychopath. <laughs> He was, quote unquote, spotted at the beach where him and Demetria got engaged. And he was like sulking, like on the phone with someone like crying. And the paparazzi just happened to be there. Yeah, well, you know, they do follow him because he's such a big star. and Everybody wants to know what he's up to at all times. So it must have been hard for him to not be able to get to that beach without being completely stalked. Yeah, I mean, it's just so hilarious. Like, it's so staged. There's literally no doubt in my mind. I would bet every, every, I would bet Theo, like, I'm just so sure. I would bet Theo that Max Edish obviously coordinated this himself he's trying to make himself look like a victim but in reality he's making himself look so fucking toxic and manipulative like poor demetria i know like it's just like she should not have to deal with this like this is this is another level for like your regular psycho ex-boyfriend but like now it's on a national level and it's so crazy it's almost too much to bear no it's too much to bear he really took it to another level being on the beach where he proposed like I, I just, I don't, I don't even know. I was actually so shook when I, when I saw that video you posted on the Morning Toast Instagram and like, he has got to do less. He's got to get a grip. Like truly, yeah. you, like he, he just, he's acting so insane. And I wonder if he was acting at all this way when they were together, like, or is he being a completely different person now than he was when he was with Demetria? Like she must be like well, seeing he- double. Yeah, no, I'm like now the mask is off completely and I'm sure in their relationship like it slipped here and there. Yeah. But I think he probably tried to act as normal as possible while they were together. But now that like he's lost it all. Yeah. He's just gone totally mad. You know, it it does remind me of spoiler alert Regina Bly a little bit. That's all I'll say. Is that from your show? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, that was just like a little something we needed to talk about, but it was so crazy. And if you need to see the video, go look on our Instagram. Yeah, it tells you everything you need to know. Okay, but no, the update from a story last week is that first episode of Sophia with an F has dropped. Oh, yes. Sophia Franklin's podcast after all the Call Her Daddy drama went down this past summer. So she dropped her first episode Friday night, which unfortunately meant we couldn't talk about it until Monday. And it had a lot of different elements to it. Some of it was just like regular podcast episode, what you can expect from her. She talked a lot about what she went through in the past few months, like on a mental health level, Mm -hmm. just essentially being so 
widely canceled and hated and all the hate that comes with that. And she also spilled a bit of tea on her friendship with Alex, who still hosts Call Her Daddy. So I feel like probably more than the average person, I'm way more sympathetic to Sophia. Um, And I actually really was like happy to hear from her. I'm like, I'm happy her show is doing well. I'm happy that she's number one. Like she was a part of something that was on track to be like historically huge in media and whether or not you agreed with what she did, she's no longer a part of it. And that's sad. So I'm just glad that her show is obviously doing well because it's number one. And I'm sure a lot of people wanted to tune in. I mean, I very rarely listen to podcasts, even though I have one and excuse me, I listened to the whole thing because I was just like so curious what she was going to say about all the drama. And I thought like for the most part, she was pretty kind there was like a couple minutes where she went in on alex like talking directly to her i'm sure she has more information and more things to share but like to at this point i think she knows that like people are over it so i think like to me i don't know if i would have been so like above it all like mature like i would have went in like whether or not you agree like they totally like bullied Sophia online and they made merch about it and like suit man, like, and her relationship. And like, that was her best friend, her roommate. So like, regardless of whether or not you agree, like Alex did engage in some of the, the bullying on Sophia. And I thought Sophia responded in a way that I I would not have, I would have gone deeper. Yeah. I agree that she stayed above more than most people would have while also like sharing some interesting facts. So if you didn't listen to the episode, I would say the most interesting things that she said are that one, um, Alex has a ghostwriter for the podcast, which is a really damning allegation. Yeah, who literally like, like gives her scripts before every session of recording. Yeah, and like writes jokes for her. And she was just kind of going after Alex's character, saying that, you know, it's no wonder four people started this show and there's only one person left who owns the whole thing, that this was always sort of her big plan. Right, and that all she I mean, really cares about is like the, the fame and the stardom, according to Sophia. Yeah, and Sophia, I think her biggest proof of that is um, the friendship and lack thereof now with Milf Hunter, mm-hmm. who um, apparently also wrote jokes for Alex, and now they're not even friends anymore. So it, it was sort of like, you know, a little tip for Taddy. Yeah. Dave responded with um, a video also. And so I feel like where we've landed on this, and I feel like for Sophia, the reason why she didn't like spend too much time on all of it is because she just wants to start her show and move forward and right. like all that stuff is in the past. I think for a lot of people, they were um, RDH that she did not mention Suitman once. Yeah. But I kind of understand that. She of mentioned course. Suitman on her old show and then all of a sudden like his life is totally ruined. So like she's not going to bring him into her new show. Whether she's or not, not I don't even, tell even know us. if they're still together. I don't know if a relationship can yeah, handle what it went through. But of course she's not going to bring him up, you guys. Like, are you serious? And also like, she doesn't want us to know whether or not they're still together because if they are, it makes him a target still. Mm-hmm. If they're not, everybody won. Yeah, a- 100%. So I under- like I-, I know people wanted to hear like all of that, but I think she addressed it in the fact that she said like she makes her own decisions, you know, w- combating what everyone was saying about her at the time, which is that like her boyfriend was trying to steal the show, run the show, and she which was just Which I don't said. believe, I-, I honestly like... Suman, as far as I know, is like very successful. I'm sure he was really just trying to help Alex and Sophia not steal Call Her Daddy. What was he going to do? Put on a headset and talk about blowjobs? Like, come on. It's so stupid. No, I totally agree. And Alex and Sophia both seem really smart and funny. And so I I think they, I don't. 
I don't think their show was going to be snatched from them no. by the vicious suit man. What was interesting is that, like, they, when when they were all, you know, when all this was happening and Sophia wasn't really responding, a lot of what was being said about her from Alex and just, like, then perpetuated by the, like, daddy gang community was that, you know, Sophia's lazy, she didn't do any of the marketing, she didn't do any of the editing, and Alex kind of championed herself as, like, this, like, the really hardworking one who, you know, wanted more money because she deserved more money. You know, she was doing so much work. And what I thought was really interesting um, was, like, Sophia's rebuttal to that is basically, like, yeah, like, you, what she said, which was honestly, like, funny, she was, like, you edited and did all this stuff because, like, I was the funny one. Like, you were the one getting jokes written for you and, like, I was being funny on my own. I wrote my own script. I wrote my own jokes. Like, of course you should edit. Like, you should, that's what she said. Like, you should pick up the slack because you're not the one, you know, giving creatively like which is a very funny way to address like someone saying you're not doing enough work you know yeah no totally she said that alex's skills were menial menial while sophia's were intangible okay so that's definitely one way of looking at it that's what i'll say yeah that is one way of looking at it and now she's here doing her own editing doing her own ads i thought some of her ads were really funny me too and i wish for success for both of these girls because i do think that they're both really talented still like i was in may i am sad for their friendship but i no longer hold out hope that they will come back together um that ship has sailed yeah it's just like i know and i've been like living for the drama but at the end of the day it's really sad like uh a friendship lost a huge and even though both of the podcasts are still going to be really huge they're never going to be as big as when the two girls were together at their best like at the height of all of it so that has been lost like as a female podcaster the story actually makes me sad it makes me sad and also like as a female podcaster who does my show with my best friend right no and it's like that's how it could go we have to always be best friends Jax. I know we are. We can't get out of each other's lives if we tried. We literally spend more and more time together and more time FaceTiming every day than we did the last. Yeah, I actually think us being sisters is like super helpful because like we'll get in trouble if we like start like publicly shaming one another, you know? No, and like we no no matter what happened, like we would never we would we would never go there because we're sisters. And I, I agree. That's what saves us. Yeah. Thank God. For blood thank god for sisterhood um so yeah i'm actually gonna keep listening i do want to see it's very interesting because i think a lot of people were like alex was always the funny one sophia was always the funny one well now there's two separate podcasts and we're gonna see who was actually the funny one yep agreed time will tell okay next story a little blossoming romance news but mostly just like a kiss that was picked up by tmz Kristen Cavallari kisses comedian Jeff Dye during a night out in Chicago amid her divorce from Jay Cutler. Good for her. Get it, girl. Get it. cookbook author was pictured kissing comedian Jeff Dye at a bar in Chicago as seen in footage obtained by TMZ. Dye is the host of Jeff Dye's Friendship Podcast and was a finalist on Last Comic Standing in 2008. So I think it goes without saying that Kristen Cavallari respects the art of podcasting. Yes, I think it also goes without saying that Kristen Cavallari took a massive step down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It goes without saying that Kristen Cavallari has moved on. Yeah, well, you know what? This was bound to happen. She's a beautiful girl out in Chicago. Live your life. Have fun. You know, Jay Cutler, there's been a lot of things about him. Some girl, Ashley. There's like a lot of shit going on there. You have your own time, Kristen. Go on a date. Live your life. Yeah, and you know what? Even though like we're in the time warp of quarantine months, she, uh, her divorce was announced in April. Like, that's a long-ass time ago. Yeah. And um, in interviews, like, she did a interview with people really talk like speaking to her mindset at the time and like I think this was something that she thought about for a very long time before she actually did it so I think by now 
she is ready to move on. And I think she wants a funny man. And I can understand that. It must be a strange feeling, though, to be married for so long and then like now be single and like navigate the dating world. Like things have changed so much. And it actually must be like an amazing feeling to go from being in like a really toxic marriage, which it sounded like it was, to like just a fresh start with somebody new. You know, what's that like? Yeah. Sounds great. What's that like? Okay. I always sing that. Do you know that? Oh my God, that's the perfect segue into our next story. Is it the next story brought to you by Athletic Greens? It is. Thank you. Wow, that's so weird. That like, what a weird coincidence. Well, that's why we get, we this works so well because you can just read my mind. Jackie, did you know that the perfect diet doesn't exist? Despite eating a balanced diet, getting all the nutrients you need for your body to thrive can be very difficult. If you're looking for one product that has as much high-quality nutrients in it as possible, then you want to consider Athletic Greens. With as many as 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more nutrient-dense formula on the market. It has a multivitamin, multivitamin, multimineral, greens complex, probiotic, prebiotic for gut health, an immunity formula, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and more. No need for multiple pills or complex routines anymore. Filling the nutritional gaps in your diet is as easy as one scoop of Athletic Greens. You can get gut health support, immune system support, support daily nutritional habit. Not all vitamins are created equal. Athletic Greens invests in its ingredients so you can invest in your health. They're obsessed with their ingredient selection that optimizes for nutrient absorption, and they only choose the most bioavailable, absorbable, absorbable formulas for each vitamin, mineral, and whole food sourced ingredient. They taste super great. Their absorbable green powder has a superior taste than other green and multi-formulas. The taste is often a barrier to entry into the greens category. Um, I can admit I've been very wary of trying anything green in my life, but the Athletic Greens powder actually tastes really, really good. Um, and just one scoop will make you just feel right and tight and like your mind is right, your body's right, your gut is right. Um, Athletic Greens is giving our audience a special offer on top of their all-in-one formula, which is a free liquid vitamin D supplement with your first purchase for additional immune support. So a lot of us are vitamin D efficient which is usually produced in our bodies from sun exposure. Um, and adding a vitamin D supplement to your daily routine is a great way to support vitamin D production. So everyone's been spending a lot of time inside and obviously vitamin D is not at its highest right now. So if you want to get a free liquid vitamin D supplement with your order, make sure you go to athleticgreens.com slash toast. Make an investment in your health today and try the ultimate all-in-one wellness bundle and support your immunity, gut health, and energy by visiting athletic greens.com slash toast you'll receive up to a year's supply of liquid vitamin d for free with your first purchase but that's only if you go to athleticgreens.com slash toast check it out and get your gut and mind and everything right sign on get your gut right hey okay our fifth and final story is that there's a new rise and shine in town kylie jenner has a new song that everyone is absolutely loving including Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Oh, yes. Corny, what the fuck are you on? Yeah. So, Kylie, we all saw her in Thursday's episode of Keeping Up With Our Kardashians, being the icon that she is. And she has a new song that I think might eclipse Rise and Shine. She sings, Cause I'm gonna get wasted. I just finished a whole cup of 42 and I'm about to go for my second one. Courtney, what the fuck are you on? Uh, I don't know. I'm just, like, eating my bread. I don't know what's going on, so I'm just appreciating my bread. She's so boring. But I love that this sound <laughs> went viral on TikTok, and it really got there with the help of Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas putting on the cutest fucking 
TikTok little thing ever. And what I learned from that TikTok is that Joe Jonas eats Cold Stone. And I just thought that was really, really interesting because Cold Stone is like archaic and there's just so many like new wave ice cream places like in LA, like matcha ice cream and nitro ice cream. And I just found it like really fabulous. Like that kid from New Jersey just like still eats Cold Stone, you know? Cold Stone is so fucking good. It's Delicious. like one of those places that we never go out of style. 100%. It's it's a real one. Honestly, like I haven't had cold stone in forever, but I think I would still order the cake batter sickening. You know, I definitely would go for like a vanilla base, crush in some Oreos and brownies and maybe like a little chocolate syrup on top. But that's just me. Yeah, that's just you. What do you think Joe eats? What do you think Joe eats? Cold stone really has something for everyone. He definitely eats something strange like rum raisin. That's so true. You're right. I'm just like obsessed with him and I'm obsessed with them, but like I'm really obsessed with him, you know? I'm obsessed with them because I'm going to get wasted. I so, just finished a whole he, cup of 42 and I'm about to have another one. Gordy, what the fuck are you on? Um, I just, so when, Ky, when Rise and Shine came out, Kylie said like, she always like sings just sentences. Yes, and I so do that as well. Singing, her singing Rise and Shine to Swarmy like wasn't a big deal to her because that's just how she talks. And, and I feel like moms like are just like singing all the time, you know? Yeah. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. And so this is just another example. Like, Kylie's never on the show, but, like, the minute she is, another iconic song comes out because, like, she just sings songs all day. No, to be honest, like, if we learned anything from this, it's that, like, Kylie needs to be on the show more. No, I know. And also what makes her music, like, so exciting is that, like, she has no like sense of pitch she's no and she's and, very impulsive you know you never know what no, she's gonna say but like she's like rise and shine is like no one can no one can even like sing it the same as her because it's like her so pitch is bad. So, so off yeah yeah so like that's what makes her music so good is like you can't even replicate it because it's like it's i, I don't know jackie what it's, it's inimitable it's inimitable. But what's the word when you're like off pitch? I guess that's Yeah, what it's no, called. it's like you're pitchy and like you sound fucking bad. Like, because I'm going to get wasted. She actually sounds. I just finished a whole cup of 42. And honestly, like, I can't sing Kylie's songs because my pitch is like too good, you know? No, I think I, I actually do a good job. I think so too. I, we, have, we have similar pitch. Tone deaf. Um, and I also think that when she has just finished a whole cup of 42, like, her songs are even better. Like and she's going to get wasted. Courtney, what the fuck are you on? I'm just like appreciating my bread, but I thought she's gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, those are the fast five stories that you needed to know. Actually, you got a bonus six, Max Erich on the bench. Um, I, I need to talk about Potomac. Let's go. I thought it was so good. I literally could have watched a whole episode of Karen's hometown and like a background on her family. I think the fact that they own this farm that like her ancestors were slaves on is like the most unbelievable story I'd ever heard. I was literally like just tearing up at the whole thing. I thought it was so beautiful. And she's she's like this glamazon from the big city. But like she's so proud of where she came from. Like I literally am going to cry talking about it right now. It was just like it made me like fall in love with Karen. No, I totally agree. And even Giselle said like she sees her through a different lens where it's like, she made it out of this small town Mm -hmm. and that's why she walks around like the grand dame because like in her town she is and in uh, to me she is 
now totally. I agree. Like the history there was so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And at first when the episode kicked off, it felt like they were taking this trip just so they had something to do to distract from the fight. And I was like, ugh. But when they pulled up to the farm and we learned about the history and we met her family members, like it was so wonderful. And then the parade, like at first they were trying to make it like a sad parade. Yeah. But 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 when the the footage they were using was the parade hadn't even started. Okay. Yes. When the parade was in full swing and there was can there was like cars and candy Kids. being thrown and there were there were people. There were people in the streets. I was just like so happy for Karen. Me and too. I know that like Giselle and Ashley were sort of shitting on it, but I thought it was so sweet. She's so proud of where she comes from. The town is clearly so proud of her. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought it was beautiful. It and was I agree. like it, it, I wasn't expecting to, like, have this episode. It was, like, a Karen, like, LaDame renaissance. But it was just what I needed. And I feel like I like I love her so much now. And it was just an amazing story. Like, when she was literally in her interviews and was like, I'm the daughter of a farmer and I'm so proud. Like, we're feeding America. Like, it was just oh my so... God. Like, I literally was going to cry. Like, it was so cute. And I just fucking love her. And I love how she's, like, so proud. She takes her big city TV show back to her hometown. Like, she's so proud of where she came from. It's just... It's honestly like she's an honorable, like good person. And I like loved seeing where she came from. Yeah, I agree. And and I feel like for the last few seasons, she has had a renaissance in terms of like, we can all agree that like she's a good friend and a good person and wants the best for the other women and really is not malicious. So I think that this was just like the last piece of the Karen Huger puzzle where it's like she is forever in our hearts. Yes. And she's definitely a complex person, you know, and I think it took a while for TV and like America to understand like exactly who she is and what she's about. It took me a while. It took me a while. It really did. But now I get it. Oh. And I'm not going back. I'm and not going back. On a superficial level, that periwinkle outfit that she wore at the whole day was so sickeningly stunning. She looked so snatched. It was maybe the best outfit I'd ever seen in Potomac history. I would say that. I agree. It was so elegant and chic and she looked so like right in it. Like it was just, I honestly was like Googling. I needed a similar outfit. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, the rest of the episode followed Robin's tax. Now listen, actually I did find that tax stuff kind of interesting because I feel like it's a really relatable problem. Like I myself have also forgotten, like when she said, like I forgot to report income cause like I just forgot about it. When you make money in like the weird way that I do and over the years that I have, I actually had a similar situation and it was kind of validating to hear like someone else, like literally just forget, but she should not be doing her own taxes. No, she should not be. And I, I imagine that being a housewife and having, you know, your Bravo income and then you have your Instagram stuff. I'm sure she does like promotions. There are right. a lot of random streams of income that you might forget to report. And I don't believe that like there was anything nefarious going on. Me neither. But when they flash back to the clip of how hard she was on yes. Karen for not, how could you not know about what your husband was doing where it's like, you didn't even know about what yourself was doing. Yeah. I just, I hope that. Not that she needs to apologize to Karen at this point. No, but she but, should. That's like a really hard thing to go through. And then to have your friend like being like, you should have known, you should have done better. Like that's so, that's so mean. And mm-hmm. God works in mysterious ways because now, now it's like when in New York Housewives, when Luann got divorced and Ramona was so mean to her. And then when Ramona got divorced, she sat at the reunion and she said, Luann, I owe you the biggest apology. Like I was so hard on you. You don't know like really about stuff like till you're going through it. And those in glass houses should not throw stones. But I actually agreed with you. Like when they flashback to that scene, I had totally forgotten about her just like railing on Karen. That was 
a moment. A moment it was. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like it's going to be the biggest deal um, of the season. No. But I don't know, for some reason it just brought us back to that, and I, and I think that Robin was really hard on Karen at the time, considering, you know, it could happen to anyone. Um, and then there's the fight between Candace and Monique that is still sort of brewing. But it's this, the way it's leading up to it, it's clear how what Monique said on Watch What Happens Live last night, last week, is true. Whereas, like, she sat down with her pastor. She's ready to reach out to Candace and Chris and have the four of them come together. But Candace is ready to press charges. And so they've missed each other. Right. And I think, like, Monique's mistake was taking so long to get to the place where she was remorseful. And, like, when she started crying and was like, Candace didn't deserve that. Like, I actually, I felt it. Like, I I thought it was 100% genuine. But in all this time, she hasn't heard... Candace has not heard from Monique. So Candace is just like stewing and hurting and coming up with all these ideas. And obviously she's going to press charges. Whereas like if Monique had just come to this conclusion, like a few days earlier, I think maybe she could have saved herself the legal trouble. Yeah, but that's not how, how it works, you know? And I think the fact that it took Monique so long and went through all these different phases of realization shows that it's completely genuine. And so by the time she got to this point of like crying with her pastor and like feeling remorseful, which is what everyone wanted her to feel. She wasn't just feeling it because everyone wanted her to feel it or else. So that's why I completely believe her and I believe her too. And I, and I still ride for her. Me too. But I was disappointed when it's like, she couldn't have just, it's not a hard realization to come to like that. You shouldn't have attacked Candace in the physical way that you did. And the fact that she like in front of the women, like couldn't admit that she was remorseful. Like, I don't know. It's, I I like her so much that I've, I am of course I'm, I'm on her side, but she's making it really hard. Yeah. But what I imagine is that in the moment, like she felt like that she, she was in the right attacking Candace. Like when she attacked Candace, that's why she did it. Cause she thought it was the thing to do. And it took her a while after until she realized that that thought process that she had at the time was the wrong way of going about it. Like it's just a natural human reaction. That's what I was saying at the top of the show about how, you know, on scripted dramas, yeah, you would get the yeah. character feeling badly the next day. But, like, when you watch a play on reality TV, like, human emotions are much more complex than that. And humans are, like, deeply flawed. And I, I agree with that. It's just, I'm, I'm not going to be on Candace's side because she's so fucking annoying. And even, like, with her storyline today, like, I'm going to get a dog to see if I should have a baby. Like, it's so tired. It's just, I'm so over it. Um, also, I think I came to a realization this week um, I don't think I'm, like, crazy about Wendy. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I was just watching her her um, lunch with her sister, and, like, I love sister moments. Like, anyone with a sister is, like, and I don't know, it was just, like, kind of boring, um, and I just, like, I don't know if I'm, like, in 100%. Yeah, well, I think that enough time has passed of her on the show. What has it been? Five, six episodes where you can, or I think it's been more than that, actually, but where you can make the judgment of how you feel about her on the show. Like the first, her first few episodes, like she needs time, but like now she's in the group. She witnessed a really big fight. Like she's right. very much she's in a part it. of it. And, and I still, am just like not totally feeling what she brings. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, yeah, I did want to die a little bit when Robin and Juan were on their, um, like oh on their role play date. Like I get that you have to keep things spicy, but like some things can be kept private. No. And now I'm thinking like, was there something in the previews for this season that it was like, Juan was spotted at a bar with someone that wasn't oh my Robin. God. I think I, that that's her. Oh my God. I really hope not. 
<laughs> no, I think I think that it is. That would be crazy. Yeah, but I saw like girls in the background, like on their phones. Um, like maybe someone took a picture and like Robin was purposely like not facing the yes, crowd. She was so I don't know. It was so cringy and like the fact when she was like, "Oh, it's really a buzzkill." Our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like such a strange scene. But no, like, yeah, yeah, no. When there's like a tax lien, like it's definitely a buzzkill for date night. Yeah, and maybe like date it could be postponed until you guys like figure that out. It was so funny. It was actually a pretty good episode, um, even though, like, none of, except for the women who were with Karen, like, everyone was apart. Like, no one was together. They're trying to figure out how they move forward after this fight, and we just gotta, Wait we gotta out. be patient. But um, no, but yeah. it looks like next week they all get together again, well, and Candace course, has fresh charges. As we say every week with Potomac, the- Next week looks so good. The premiere for next week looks amazing. Can't wait. It's probably going to be like a decent episode. But I'm really excited for next week's episode to see the preview for next next week's episode. <laughs> no, and I don't know how I feel about this week's episode until I see next week's episode. No, and I don't know how I feel about this week's episode until I see the preview because it really like is the best part of the episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's our episode. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up? No, that's that's all I've got for you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know. We are usually streaming on YouTube, so if you ever want to watch us on YouTube, we're back in studio next week, and we are uh, available on YouTube, so make sure to find us on YouTube, the Morning Toast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say YouTube one more time. Uh, yeah, just go to YouTube and find us, okay? And subscribe, bitch, okay? Uh, we're also available as a podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found, so that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox. We are also now available on Amazon Music. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are we hope you have an amazing day happy monday and we'll see you tomorrow bye goodbye goodbye